Suck at Golf, and let me tell you why. I'm Avery Dovsek, the host of the Why You Suck at Golf podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Today, we're going to touch on long drive and fitness from a female perspective. Yes, not something we've done before. We've had a couple long drive male competitors, but not a female competitor. I think it's crucial to see how this impacts her life, her fitness journey, and how she carries herself in a male-dominant sport. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Pleased to welcome Cassandra Meyer on here today. How are you? Great. How are you doing? You were just saying you're in Orlando, but you spend half the year in Wisconsin. Why, why is that? Um, you know, it's a good question. Uh, it just kind of happened by accident. We have really good friends that live in Wisconsin, and we, my husband and I um, visited a couple of times and just kind of fell in love with the area where we stay um, a little bit in the country. So it's a nice break from Orlando and my husband coaches golf and he um, just had an opportunity to teach part of the year at this really nice private course in Madison. So um, yeah, so we just have been doing that the last couple of years and it's been awesome. It's just nice to kind of switch it up a little bit and get out of the crazy heat in Orlando during the summer. So yeah, it was very hot. <laughs> How long yeah. have you been <laughs> Um, three and a half years. Oh, wow. I had no clue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. <laughs> a lot of people say that. I mean, I share him every now and then on social, but he's not really like a big Instagram person. We're getting there. I'm trying to get him on there because, you know, he's a really good golf instructor. Um, but yeah, we're, we're working on that a little bit. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. How do you even got into the sport? Sure. Um, Let's just do golf first. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It just was something that my family enjoyed doing. My grandpa always played golf. um, And then my parents played just casually, you know, for fun. Um, So I just kind of uh, would tag along and, you know, hit some shots here and there. I think I naturally was pretty good at it. So when we, we had like a little family membership at the local golf course, I grew up in upstate New York. Um, so it was a little bit, the golf experience was a little bit different. They're very like casual and I would just go out and play with the other junior boys and just kind of, uh, got addicted. You know, everyone that plays golf knows how addicting it is. As soon as you start to improve a little bit, you're hooked. So mm-hmm. that was how I got into it. And then it just sort of progressed into, you know, competing and doing some junior golf and traveling a little bit. So I just, I loved it right away. Where in uh, upstate New York. I'm in Long Island right now. Oh, are you? I grew up in Rochester. So yeah, brutal winters. (laughs) Yeah, I cannot imagine that. I'm from California and the winter in me do not get Uh, Why did you end up in Long Island? Uh, So I wanted, the only way I was going to go to college if I got a golf scholarship. And I'm obviously in golf media. So being close to the city was super intriguing to me. So I ended up getting basically a full ride with my athletic and academic scholarship. So I attend uh, Hofstra University over here and I am almost done. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you're still in school? Yeah, I don't really share it that much, to be honest. I I don't feel like I really, like the last thing I feel like is a student. (laughs) So with work. You're a baby then. (laughs) Yeah, I have a what 30 more days until graduation but I won't even go to graduation because I'll be working at the PGA championship (laughs) good for you congrats yeah thanks so it's funny because I was following you for a little bit and then I think we were at the same event 
in the fall at the PXG thing in Dallas. And I had no clue. I, don't, I didn't see you there. Really? No, I didn't either. Because I, I don't know when I started following you, but um, I had seen you do a couple of, well, I think you did like a scratch golf thing with Maurice. And I remember watching that. So I feel like I would have recognized you, but um, yeah. Oh, you should have. Yeah, we should have gotten hooked up there. I know. It was kind of funny. Yeah, Maurice and I are back at it again starting Monday. So Are you? Okay. <laughs> nice. Back at it again. Anyway, speaking of Maurice and Long Drive, when did the interest in Long Drive start to formulate? Um, gosh, that was like a really long time ago, actually back when I was in New York. And I, I moved from New York when I was uh, 16, so that gives you a little bit of a time frame. I was probably maybe 14 or 15 we had a world long drive um, qualifier at my local golf course. And I just remember showing up at the course, didn't know what was going on. There was like all this loud music playing and these, you know, big guys out there like trying to hit the ball as far hard, hard as they can. And I just thought it was like the coolest thing. Um, had like a couple of conversations with the guys that were running the qualifier and they were trying to like recruit me because they had seen me hitting balls. And even when I was young, I, I hit it a really long way, especially for my size and my age. Um, but I was just so focused on playing traditional golf at the time that that wasn't really something that I was willing to like try to compete in. But it was just exciting to me. You know, it was the, the kind of um, more hardcore side of golf, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So it was, um, it was always something that I, I followed and my husband actually coaches or coached Tim Burke when world mm-hmm. long drive was a little bit more, um, prevalent. And so we were around the sport a little bit. We were going to go to the first event to watch him hit. And I told my husband, I was like, you know what? Like, I, I'm kind of interested, like if we're going to be at the event, like maybe I should just try to qualify, you know, for the rounds. Like, what do you think? And he he kind of thought I was a little crazy. You know, you see these girls that are hitting it over 400 yards, right? Like I'm not anywhere near that level. Um, But we just had, we had connections with some people in the industry that really wanted to help me out and get me involved. And uh, so I ended up going to that first event and I was like, you know, there's nothing to lose. We're going there to watch Tim and support him. And I'm just doing it for fun. And once I was at that first event, I realized that I really wasn't that far off. I didn't like qualify for the TV rounds or anything, but um, I ended up doing the second event um, in Atlantic City. And then I somehow got lucky and made it to the finals and came in second. So I was just sort of hooked after that, you know, (laughs) Um, it was just so fun. I had been out of the competitive realm of golf for like over five years, you know, because I when I quit playing um, mini tours and stuff, I missed it. And it's just, you know, when you're trying to play golf and it's your entire life, it's just such a big part of you. And when you put that aside and try to move on, it's, it's more difficult than people think. So to just be back into that, that arena and like feel the adrenaline again and just sort of compete in something was just, it was so much fun. So I'm always, I will always be appreciative to long drive for like, giving me that back you know yeah I mean golf is your identity I mean you grow up playing it and then when that's stripped away from you it's an identity crisis I feel maybe you don't notice it but there I know even like 
I've taken like two, three weeks off if I get frustrated with competitive golf and I'm like, okay, I kind of miss it again. You know, yeah. and it feels like a piece of you is almost missing, but no, our stories are kind of similar, I guess. I mean, I won a little local long drive competition in the fall. I didn't really train for it at all, but now yeah. I'm like, now that normal competitive golf is over and I really don't have any desire to pursue it. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> you got, you have a lot of speed. I was looking at your videos earlier and I was like, dang, she's kind of hit it pretty far. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm not too bad. I think I got up to 110 this week, but I definitely have to train. That's awesome. Yeah. So you would be right up there then. I mean, that's like fastest by quite a bit on the LPGA. I mean, there's a couple of girls that maybe can get it to 110, but that's it. So, I mean, if you have that speed just like naturally with a little bit of training and the right equipment, you know, you could get it up there. I only ever got it to like 113. So to compete like realistically is not really an option for me which is why I'm I've kind of taken a break from it now that Mm -hmm. it's it's sort of trying to restart and there aren't a lot of incentives to get girls out there obviously you know world long drive was dropped by golf channel um and they're from scratch again so it's sort of in a weird place right now but um but, you know, you get out there in certain conditions, and if you know how to – you're a player, you've played yeah. competitively, you've played in college, you know how to flight the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the grids are always different. you got to hit certain spots. You have to be more accurate than people think, um, you know, if you're going to actually, like, get far along in an event. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's hot spots and, you know, different conditions to battle and stuff. So if you're a golfer, you know, you can do quite well. But, um, but yeah, it's just, it's fun. It's a fun experience and the people are awesome. They're, they're a lot of fun to be around and, um, they'll make you, the, the guys are, are great. Like they're super yeah. excited to have you out there and stuff. So. Yeah, that's cool. I'm definitely interested, uh, in the Japan one in September. Oh, the world championship. Yeah. Yeah. I might do one in July, so it'll give me some time to train. And then depending how that goes, I might send the Japan one, even if I don't do well, still a chance to go to Japan, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, you definitely should. It'll be so, a good time. Another reason um, you piqued my interest in doing this with you is I'm super into fitness. I'm actually training for a bodybuilding show right now. Oh my gosh, um, good for you. Yeah, so you definitely, I always see your fitness content and I'm like, this girl. So <laughs> when, <sighs> when did the fitness come into your life? Oh, I mean, I, I was like, I always say I was a weird little kid that would do sit-ups before I went to bed at night because I wanted a six-pack so I, I don't know I just was like Same. always into it <laughs> my mom was super into fitness so I had a really good um influence you know I was influenced by her and just her passion for it and she was very always very strong like especially when I was younger um she was you know more muscular and stuff and I just thought that that was so cool so I'd watch her work, work out all the time and like I just be like mom when can I lift weights longer you know <laughs> and um so we would always do like kickboxing together and my favorite movies growing up were the rocky movies so I don't know I was just like always into fitness and sport and I just wanted to be I wanted to be strong so um probably a little strange for a young girl growing up in that time period because it's it's becoming normalized now but it wasn't then um I'm a little bit older <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I, I just, I always loved it. And, um, 
it's always been a part of my life. Even throughout golf, I probably trained more for aesthetics than I did for golf, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just, it's something that I think keeps me sane as well. It's like the mental part of it, uh, I think is so important, probably the most important part, just how much it helps you um, appreciate your body for more ways than just, you know, how it looks like performance wise. And mm-hmm. um, I just think it's really, really important, especially for women. And um, I've just become attached to it and I like need it in my life now. So <laughs> that's me too. I follow this girl, um, this woman on social media and her daughter is 10 years old and I'm actually obsessed with her. They don't know it, but like I'm secretly obsessed with them because yeah. this daughter is cleaning and jerking 75 pounds and she maybe weighs 60 pounds like it is amazing and how they bring light into how weightlifting with proper form and um guidance can be really beneficial like they do a ton of research and really beneficial for young children um which i think is a completely different dynamic that we're gonna see over the next decade yeah i mean of course there's probably some myths you know about starting to young weightlifting and all of that it's really important just for even if you're playing a sport you know if you're training properly and you're learning like proper kinetic sequencing like you're just going to be a better athlete you know your body's going to move better you're going to be using like the correct muscles as your prime movers you know there's just so many Mm -hmm. things that like go into just life and your sport and all of that that is you know can be learned very early on through fitness so don't even get me started on fitness myths <laughs> so i wait i want to hear about your body competition you're gonna do are yeah, you doing so a- it's in the pandemic i prepped for one um and the division i do is basically shoulders glutes and hamstrings um oh. it's yeah so i prepped for one in the pandemic but i didn't have nearly the amount of muscle I do now I'm 5'10 so it's one hard to show muscle because my limbs are so long but when I first did it it was I did an eight month prep because eight shows got canceled on me so Mm. I was extremely lean um and my blood work got thrown for a whirlwind so I had to take time off um once the last one got canceled I was like I can't take it anymore I need food I need to feel better I was crashing every day so I took you know up until seven weeks ago off um and I decided I wanted to prep for one so currently I am 13 weeks out and my life consists of very heavy lifting and very low macros and lots of cardio right now (laughs) oh wow okay yeah yeah I don't think I could do that like I've always wanted to do a body competition just to have something I need something to work for otherwise I struggle with like motivation (laughs) and 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 just I'm super competitive so that's the only thing that's gonna like force me to be at the level that I want to be at but I just love food so much I don't know if I could do it it is definitely too because I mean obviously I don't drink as much as it is but you know all my friends my age are Avery let's go to the bars let's go out and I'm like no (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's another Literally, uh, I'd rather yeah, my problem. calories than drink my calories mm-hmm. um but no I mean it is one of those things where besides the you know aesthetic part of it mentally that I feel like I've grown so much as a person and I know that sounds cheesy but this is the 
only thing that I think that you can control every variable of. So like if you mm-hmm. mess up, it's on you. Um, and I think it takes a lot of discipline to get to that level. And especially when, you know, I'm right now I'm doing an hour of cardio day, five lifts a week, and my macros just got under 1500 calories. Um, and I'm 13 weeks out. So yeah, I don't like, I, yeah, I've never tracked like my macros or my, um, I've never like counted calories or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I've never really taken anything seriously enough that I would have to worry about like my body fat percentages or anything like that. But I just find it intriguing to like do something different just to say you've done it. And like you said, it's, it's personal growth as well, you know, just setting your mind towards something and like being able to accomplish it and feel good about it. And then when it's done, you know, you can go back to whatever makes you feel good, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I give you a lot of credit. That's awesome. Cause it's not, it's not easy to be that dedicated for such a long period of time and, you know, do something like out of your comfort zone like that. So yeah, I appreciate that. It'll, it'll be challenging just because I start travel Monday through my competition and I'm gone like every week. So that's kind of stressing me out, but we'll, we'll cross those bridges as we get there. Uh, Um, Well, I'm excited to hear what the experience is like and motivate me to to do one. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we'll talk about it later and you can ask all the questions, but I was going to say, when did you start implementing your fitness and long drive together? Did that ever come into concept? Was there stuff you did at the gym that was for long drive? Uh, so I'm only 5'5", five, five, so getting, you know, extra speed out of my body, I feel like I have to work a little bit harder and understand where my weaknesses are um, because I can't really rely on leverage. So when I started doing long drive, um, I did definitely learn more about my body and learn that um, I had to kind of retrain, you know, what were my prime movers for um, certain things that I was doing and, and even, you know, applying to my golf swing. Uh, my posterior chain is very, uh, I, don't, I don't want to say weak, but it's it doesn't take control of movements that it should take control of. Like I'm very quad dominant. Mm-hmm. So I, I really learned the extent of that when I was sort of going through some, um, just some little tests with like, mm-hmm. I, I met with some um, TPI guys and uh, a couple other long drivers that were, you know, helping me get more out of my body. And, um, and just learning that really like helped me train better and like learn more about how my body moves in the gym and, um, filming myself, like when I started sharing more of it on social media and having to film myself all the time, I mm-hmm. really realized like what my weaknesses were. Yeah. I think even if you're not filming for like posting purposes or anything, anything else, like people could benefit so much from just filming themselves in the gym oh, yeah. and like looking at their form and really like dissecting, you know, where their weaknesses are and stuff. So yeah, that was really interesting to me. And I think that I got a little bit more interested in uh, biomechanics, which I still have like so much more to learn. Um, but I'm really interested in it, you know, and I want to learn more and I want to surround myself with people that know more about that. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's just being involved in a sport and then also just wanting to be an all around better athlete and a more fit human being. Like I just I'm very passionate about that and, and want to, uh, want to continue 
adding to whatever knowledge I already have. So yeah, for want to pick up a few extra yards or even just get more mobile and stable for the golf swing. What do you recommend they start? I think for yeah, I mean. I know everyone's already obsessed with glutes right now, but (laughs) glutes are super important in the golf swing. Um, Mm -hmm. It's where your speed comes from. It's where a lot of stability comes from. Um, And also core, just rotational power through, through your core. Mm -hmm. Um, And then obviously just like super simple balance stuff as well. I mean, it's amazing people that don't seem that weak can't do like the really simple stuff yeah you know like a single leg toe touch to knee raise like people can't do that you know so just sort of um increasing your your hand-eye coordination and your balance and all that kind of stuff obviously is like really important as well but it just depends on the the level of the person their physical limitations um you know, some people just need to increase mobility, but I mean, a good starting point for me, like I just learned how important glutes and your whole posterior chain are. And I don't think mm-hmm. that you can overdo that as an athlete. Yeah. I did a glute bridge with a five second lockout at the top. If you haven't done that, yeah, <laughs> please come back to me. <laughs> I think like hip thrusts to me are just the absolute best. They're and then my bowl fans were very humbling this morning. Mm. Um, <laughs> really Those funny. are everyone's least favorite. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hate them, but like, I don't hate them as much as I think the general gym population does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> what reasons? I think this is also important because ladies, when they think of the gym, they all automatically think of physique aesthetics but what are some reasons you can think of that you go into the gym that are non-aesthetic well um like I kind of touched on earlier I think that uh just appreciating your body for what it can do gives you sort of a different perspective on it I think that especially as a woman it's really hard to sort of navigate all of the pressures and expectations on your body and, you know, aesthetic trends and whatever it might be, how you're supposed to look. Um, The gym gives you like a healthier perspective on like your body and it might not look this way, but setting a goal and being able to reach that goal and like appreciating your body for the work that it's put in and like getting you there. It just gives you like different positive feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, it being more of like a tool rather than this thing that everyone like visually sees and judges you off of. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that like mentally in that way, it is so important for women um, to be physically active and to understand their body and its needs and, and just get that sort of um, respect for it in a little bit different different light than what, you know, everything else is pushed on us. Yeah, I have a couple clients that I do, you know, training programs and macros for and all that. And one, like, I call them like non-scale victories because, you know, they get so wrapped up in scale numbers is mm-hmm. all of them that I've coached have always come back to me and said, you know what, like, I have this new profound motivation 
in life. Like I, they've gotten different jobs or they've felt like they can do something that they didn't think they were capable of. And I think that is so important because how you push yourself mentally in the gym goes so far and how you push yourself mentally in the real world, at least for me and the people I've dealt with. Absolutely. It's like those little goals that you set your mind, you know, towards, and maybe you think that they're out of your reach, but then once you reach them, all of that just like bleeds into every other aspect of life, um, which is why when I'm not training or I'm in in like kind of a slump, which I think people on the outside that maybe aren't into fitness, they look at people that are physically fit or have been doing it their whole lives and just think, well, it's easy for them, right? Like we all go through those difficult times where you're unmotivated. It's the last thing you want to do. I mean, this morning I was like, all right, I'm going to get a workout in before this podcast. I didn't like, I'm going to have to go and do it after this (laughs) because, you know, we all go through that. It's just whether you have the ability to like really push yourself to do it when you don't want to do it. And then you get that positive feedback afterwards. Um, I just think all, yeah, all of that is like so important mentally and, um, you know, like I said, it just, it then bleeds into the rest of your, your life and you know that your hard work pays off and, um, you know, any little bit of success that you can have just makes you feel better about yourself, you know? Yeah. I think people look for the instant gratification so quickly now. And fitness is one of those things where when you finally see, and it may take weeks, months, you know, to finally find your comfy spot on in a routine but once you finally see results whether that be physically mentally I feel like it becomes so addicting I always tell people I'm like go for two weeks maybe three times a week and come back to me and tell me what you think and if you still hate it you know that's fine but at least you gave it somewhat of an effort instead of going once every couple of months and not really mm-hmm. get but I yeah. have a question for you why do you think people suck at golf um well I mean they they suck in relation to their expectations right so I think a people have too high of expectations I think that golf is the hardest sport by far (laughs) (laughs) um but I also think that uh the mentality that you don't need high level instruction until you're already further along in your golf experience is a mistake. I think Mm -hmm. that starting out with good golf instruction is really important. Um, Even when you're a beginner, just to get those fundamentals down, it's so much easier to just create good habits from scratch than try to break bad habits that you've already been doing for years. Um, so I think that that is probably my number one reason why people suck at golf. They they need to give themselves more credit and they need to take those first couple of steps more seriously because it's going to make it easier in the long run. That was a great answer. <laughs> thank <you. laughs> well, thank you so much for hopping on the episode and telling us about your journey. It was awesome. Of course. Thanks for having me and uh, keep in touch and let me know how you're your fitness competition goes. I'd love to hear about it. Awesome. Will do. Enjoy your lift. <laughs> Thank you. All right, bye. All right, thanks. She was so awesome and it was so epic to hear what her training looks like and what her journey in the sport has been. If you enjoyed this podcast, give it a good rating and follow me on social media at Avery underscore Dovsek. That is A-V-E-R-E-E underscore D-O-V. 
S-E-K. Thanks for tuning in to another episode, and we'll see you on the next one.